This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I will say this about investing. Everything you do is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is you Welcome to another episode of Equity Mates, or should I say, ladies and gentlemen, aviators and investors alike, fasten your seatbelts and prepare for another exhilarating episode of Equity Mates. As always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren, and I am your host, the daring dame of the skies. Who am I? <laughs> <laughs> the daring dame of the skies. Yeah. Uh, are you Amelia Earhart? Correct. <laughs> oh, can't be stopped. <laughs> uh, that one almost did stump me, though. You did have a moment of... Uh... To be honest, I was only half listening and I was like, oh, there's something airline related. So I'm glad that the last uh, part of it gave it away. Yep. But look, uh, for people who are new to the show, welcome. What we've done there, Bryce gets ChatGPT to translate his introductions and that was Amelia Earhart. Yes. Can you tell me anything about her? Uh, She is an American aviator who pioneered aviation. (laughs) (laughs) No, didn't she fly alone or solo across the Atlantic is I think what she did. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. And then she went missing. And then, yes. Yeah. Very famous aviation pioneer. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, people aren't listening to hear our take on aviation history. So, we'll save this conversation for another day and another podcast. But there's plenty going on in markets and there's plenty we want to talk about in this episode. Uh, We're going to be joined by producer Sasha later to talk about the owner of Formula One, Liberty Media, and some new stocks that surprisingly showed up in her brokerage (laughs) account. (laughs) Surprise stock day. (laughs) But really, uh, we've got to start with the biggest news of the moment. It feels like it's news that never stops when it comes to financial markets. And that is, once again, we're in the middle of earnings season. We are, Ren. It never stops. Well, it feels like it never stops. Happens every quarter and... The story this quarter is almost no different to every other quarter, which is big tech keeps on growing. Yeah. It's chewing it, up the market. It's wild how um, we had like a year where there was panic across big tech. Well, not even panic. Oh, yeah. It's a relative term, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. But to be fair, like Meta, Facebook fell 70%. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Like there well, was panic. Yeah, but that was also because they were going through a few, there were bigger things at play for them. Like yeah. what did what did Goop what did Alphabet fall during that period? I, I, well, definitely not seventy percent. Yeah, Spotify fell eighty <laughs> percent. Shopify fell like ninety percent. Like they're not. I know they're not big tech, big tech, yeah. but 
they're techie. There was, there was blood on the streets. Well, they're back, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go through some of the big numbers from the biggest players. And then I want to ask you if, how it's affecting your investing. Okay. Uh, Microsoft, profit up 27% from the same time last year. Alphabet, uh, Google, profit up 41% from the same time last year. The story really emerging is around their cost cutting that they did in 2022. So Alphabet revenue grew 11%, profit up 41%. Love to see it. Yeah, that's a story of improving margins. Meta. That's a story of firing 11,000 people, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or however many it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Meta, they reported a really impressive set of results. Uh, revenue up 23%. Profit doubled from the same time last year. Uh, and that was their mar- operating margin improved from 20% to 40%. Again, that's a story of firing tens of thousands of people. Um, but here's the most notable stat, or the one that all the analysts were waiting for. Threads, <laughs> just under 100 million monthly active users. Yes. What's that? 10% of how, how many are on Instagram these days? Over a bill. Yeah. Okay. You're one of them. Equity Mates is one of them. <laughs> Come join us on Threads. I join feel the like, conversation. I feel like Threads had an incredible few days when it they launched. It had an incredible few days. <laughs> and now it's fallen fallen into the abyss. Might be coming back. I don't know. I've never I'm not on it. I mean I'm on it by nature of being on Instagram, but I'm never actively looking at it or engaging in it in any way do you get the thing on instagram now where it's like here's the conversation happening on threads yeah and you can like scroll across yeah yeah smart smart bad yeah Yeah. and i always hit the see more because i want it to just expand the box in instagram and it always takes me to threads damn it i wonder how many of the 100 million active monthly active users are just people who hit see more and then quickly get out of it yeah So yeah, it's pretty impressive. I'm I'm seeing here that because uh, revenue um, Meta have just reported uh, at time of recording, it's their fastest rate of revenue growth since 2021, an increase of 23 percent since 2021, yeah. two years ago. <laughs> I know. So I mean, they keep on chewing away. There's no, there's obviously this ties. Well, not obviously, but you can see why there's so many of these companies, and we spoke about it last week, are in antitrust and. And I think Meta's been now sued by 41 states or something yeah. for, what was it, for, for it's the, like, the it's harm like, that the social media sites are like doing to a, children? Yeah, addictive platforms yeah. and stuff it's like, like that. They had copying it from all sides. That, like that's, I'm not a legal expert. I'm not in the states. But the idea that like, unless they've know something, unless there's something, but it's like every tech product is designed to be addictive in some ways. Like The like buttons, the... Yeah, even, yeah. you know, like the colors that the they colors, use, yeah. like it feels like it's a Pandora's box that can't be opened. I mean, like half the food on our supermarket shelves are optimized to be addictive. That's true. <laughs> I mean, Sue Kellogg's. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, something of interest is the battle between Alphabet and Microsoft when it comes to cloud. So Alphabet, better than expected overall results, as you pointed to. However, they missed a little bit when it came to the cloud revenue part of the business. They also are up against Azure, which is uh, Microsoft's cloud business. And Azure's cloud revenue growth has accelerated after two years of deceleration. So what about Amazon? Well, they're the, they're the market leaders. So have, haven't AWL. reported yet? I think Amazon actually reported in August. No, yeah, they might have, but that was the last quarter. 
That would have been Q2. We're into Q3 now. Blowout profit beats. This was on the 3rd of August. Yeah, okay. So we're probably expecting so that maybe, maybe end of November. Maybe they'll report. In a couple of months, in yeah. a couple of weeks. It just, we'll watch it's, that anyway. It's, it's non-stop. Like, <laughs> it's non-stop. It's non-stop. <laughs> All right. So big tech keeps getting bigger. Mm. Not really a surprise there. Oh, also one other company we have in the notes that we didn't talk about. Spotify turned a profit nice, after fun. a brutal 2022. Um, they 23 million euros in profit. Uh, last quarter, they lost about 250 million euros. So good turnaround for Spotify. Uh, thought it was worth acknowledging. Has anything that's happened this earnings season changed your investing philosophy? Um, well, I'm I'm glad about the Spotify results because I'm a holder of I'm a hodler of Spotify. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm still under on them. I also am still under on them. Um, I'm happy about Microsoft and Alphabet because I'm both of those. I, I will probably take this opportunity to top up on Alphabet a bit. Though if looking at their stock price, they're down sort of 10 percent since a peak in in October, only a few weeks ago. Might take that, but no, it doesn't change my. It doesn't change anything for me. I'm exposed to all of them. They're they're keeping. I think if you look at there was an interesting chart that we released on Instagram. If you want to go and have a look, we put charts out every week, and it showed the impact that these big tech companies have on many of the indexes. And just by nature of being in, in the indexes, you're getting the benefit of these these results. So mm-hmm. it doesn't change anything for me. Um, what about you? Nah, I mean. Keep on keeping on. I think yeah. Alphabet is my biggest single stock position and nothing that we're saying would change yeah. that. Yeah. And you got in on Meta when it was a rock bottom. Yeah. So can't Pretty complain about that. <laughs> <laughs> Have you added to that position? No. Yeah. No. I'm like, and there's a chance that I sell it at some point, but not now. Yeah. See, so let it ride. See what happens. All right. Well, let's keep moving, Ren. <laughs> Americans are falling behind on their car loans. Yeah, now this is a stat that you're all over. This is a story that you've been watching for years. Yeah, I've got it up in the office. (laughs) Um, Americans, uh, so it's the highest rate in three decades. 6.1% of car loans are now more than 60 days outstanding, according to Bloomberg. Yeah, which is the highest since they started recording it in 1994 or the highest since 1994. Uh, And it's just another indication of economic stress. Yeah. Higher rates, higher borrowing costs, squeezing that, squeezing consumers essentially. Yeah. For years, this has been a story that's been bubbling in the US and it's never come to anything that, you know, the the global financial crisis was there were a lot of subprime mortgages that were then um, packaged up and uh, then sold on uh, to investors. And then as those mortgages started to fall, then the bottom fell out of the financial system. The same thing happens with auto loans that they, you know, the, the loans get originated by car companies and third party financiers. Uh, they then on sell those loans, they get packaged up by investment banks and the like, and they get sold to investors. And, you know, for years, people have been like, oh, there's systemic risk in America's auto loan sector. And it's just never come to anything. And it may never come to anything, but it's worth being aware that there's more loans in arrears than yeah well they, these this is like the not the first but this this is a strong indicator of the impact of interest rates and and maybe of more of what's to come more broadly across society when borrowers this has impact then that goes into them spending in the economy and this is essentially what the rba wants to not the rba the fed and the rba yeah. want wants to happen stop people spending stop people borrowing stop people heating up the economy yeah. so 
it is un, it is unfortunate if for, for people in this situation and getting their cars repossessed. But signal of more things to come, I think. Well, you'll keep your finger on that pulse because it's a story that you're <laughs> very interested in. But speaking of the uh, RBA wanting to stop people borrowing and to slow down the economy, as a recent borrower of an undisclosed Credit. amount, <laughs> yes. but um, you know, as a someone who's bought a house a couple of weeks ago. Mm. How are you feeling? Any updates that you want to share with us? Um, we're in the midst of now moving. Have you like you signed moment. signed on the dotted line? No, this is the this is the bloody annoying thing. So you get the contract, and then as part of the contract, you need to set up the offset account, um, and you need to put all the sort of information in where you want the money to be debited from, and all that sort of stuff. To set up the offset account, you need to ring ANZ because I'm with ANZ or go to a branch. Not sponsored, would take a sponsorship. <laughs> go to a branch to set that up and Harriet needs to be with us to Have do to that. Have to go to a... Well, you can call, you okay, can call yeah, or yeah. go to a branch. To then do it online, to do it over the phone, you need to be digitally verified, which it's like surely by now after the months of pre-approval and the application and everything, we've been verified. Yeah. No. So I'm an ANZ customer, so I, I have been, Harriet's not. So does the digital verification. We're now four days into that and they still haven't digitally verified Harriet. What is it just like send us a photo of your driver's license? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. You I mean, Sportsbet can do that in I like... I you'd think yeah. AI should be able to <laughs> rip that off and just be like, yes, this is Harriet. Surely surely these days you could just connect your, with my gov or something. I know. Like ATO. It's unbelievable. Like, like there's a... Yeah, anyway. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So you can't... We can't set the offset account up until she's verified. We can't sign the docs until she's verified. Then once you sign the docs, you have to post it to ANZ yeah. then, you, then that one I'm not go. surprised by like wedding. signing signing in wedding for yeah. buying a house makes sense <laughs> yeah. yeah so there's a few things still to go so long story short no we haven't signed on the dotted line but that's the final hurdle hoping that we do because I'm getting rid of furniture at a rate of knots from our apartment at the moment so if, nice. it, falls, if it falls through we're going to be living bare bones okay we do I have been given my interest rate um, so I know what that is, 5.84, which was lower than we thought, which so, was nice. So side note, someone in the office was telling us that they're about to roll off the interest rate cliff, the okay. mortgage cliff. Their interest rate was had a one in front of it. Mm-hmm. Can't remember exactly what it was, like 1.4, 1.7 or something. It's going up to 5.8. Mm. Holy shit. Doubles their mortgage repayments. Wow. that's That hurts. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how do you guys think about fixed fee variable now? All of the advice, professional advice we've been given has been to stay variable because the consensus, what <laughs> consensus in the finance is just like whatever. But the consensus is that while the short term may result in some interest rate increases from the RBA, we know that inflation is not where it needs to be that the longer term over the next three years, the period that you would fix, there is a higher likelihood that it'll simmer or there'll be some rate cuts that's what we've been told from a professional point of view yeah so where does that leave us you just have to hope that christopher joy isn't right um and for people who missed his interview on our podcast definitely worth listening to but he thought there's a whole another hiking cycle to come i know that 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 (laughs) it's like it's like that would be freaky it's like fixing caps your downside like you might miss out on some of the upside if there's a cut i don't think it's likely that there's a cut Especially with inflation numbers where they are. The Fed had said there'll, there'll probably be one more rise by the end of the year. It's a good point. Like I haven't, I honestly haven't. You're just like Mr. Conservative most of the time. I would have thought you would be like, I'm going to 
I'm going to err on the side of certainty. Well, I think because I think because what we've factored in is like if if rates do a Chris Joy and go to double from here, yeah. what are they now? Five four percent or something. Four point one. If it goes to eight percent, you're f- we're, we're in trouble. Everyone's. F- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like we laugh, but we laugh because you've bought a house. I'm trying to buy a house. Yeah, and that yeah, yeah. Like that. Will, that would be. That would be. Uh, if it if it if it if they do what the RBA says is sort of likely, which maybe half a percent over the next year or whatever, like we can handle that. That's been factored in. And so for me, I kind of look at it on the other side. It's like to your point, the downside's capped. The upside is that we get a bit more cash flow. But you know what? It's made me think about it a little bit more. All right. Well, let's um, let's open it up because everyone has opinions on housing, and as two rookies who've never waded into this world before there's a lot of people with a lot more experience than us join us in our facebook discussion group equity mates investing podcast uh, on facebook and join the conversation there and give us your thoughts because we actually genuinely need mm. advice mm. <laughs> hey equity mates so just jumping back in here we finished recording and i had received a message from my mortgage broker around the fixed v variable interest rate now ren Here's the interesting thing. So I'm with ANZ and they've said that ANZ's one-year fixed rate is actually currently 6.34%. Oh, so okay. And, you're, and, well, and for context, your variable is... 5.84. Okay, so it's like 50 basis points higher. Yeah, and then on top of that, uh, for the variable component of the loan, because you can't fix the full loan, you only fix a portion oh, okay, of the loan, okay, yeah, yeah. it's 0.45% higher than my current variable rate so you're not i'm not even i'm not ever going to get the variable rate the way that that's i'm that's how i'm reading it anyway so he said so for there to be a benefit of fixing there'd need to be two rate rises with no rate cuts over the next 12 months right okay and did you i think before we turn the mics on you said you can also fix at any time yeah, so that was my question to him. I just said, out of interest, can I fix my loan at any point in time? So if you get a sniff that, oh, Chris Joy might have been right and there's another rate hike cycle coming, not just one or two, yes, but it's like, oh, we're going to we're gonna get a, we're getting another 12 rises in 13 months again. Yeah, yeah. You then can, you can be like, all right, flick the switch, fix me. Yes, he says your loan, once your loan is up and running, you can, you can um, fix at any point in time. Can you fix multiple points? Like, could you... I don't know why you would, but like... What do you mean? Like like fix for a year, variable for two, fix again. Probably. I don't know. I can ask him. But he also says, no. while no one can predict accurately what will happen with rates, his gut feel is that there'd be a, it'd be better just to keep on variable and ride out any interest rate rides and hope that some rate cuts occur. Yeah. Well, I mean... So let's leave it there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the strategy is hope. <laughs> All right. Nice. Uh, All right, let's move on because there's a lot to talk about. Let's take a quick break here. And then on the other side, we're going to talk about the owner of Formula One uh, that is listed on the stock market. Producer Sasha uh, is a shareholder and has a question about Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, welcome back to Equity Mates. Uh, we have a special guest in the studio, Sasha. Is your mic working? It is. I don't know whether I'm a special guest. I think I'm a long-time lurker, first-time talker, I, right? I don't think first-time talker. Yeah, yeah. If people listen oh, yeah, if true. people uh, listen to The Dive, uh, they would be very familiar with Sasha. And if you don't listen to The Dive, you're missing out on some of the most interesting stories from the world of business and finance. So, Yeah. What are you doing with your Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays if you're not listening to The Dive? Yeah. So uh, head across there and listen. But Sasha, you normally uh, speak to the Equity Mates community and get listeners to jump on the podcast and uh, ask their questions. But you said uh, no listeners this week. I'm putting myself at the front of the queue because I have a question that I want to talk about. So the mic is yours. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I just shoved a whole bunch of people out of the way. No, I asked this question in a meeting and then we went, why don't we talk about it on mic? So I'd say when we went to America, I was lightly bullied for admitting the fact that I check my portfolio every day. And you guys were like, don't do that. Yep. That's bad. Lightly bullied. Lightly bullied. <laughs> <laughs> so I went cold turkey and I was like, okay, I'm not going to check it for a couple of months. And then I logged in recently and I was like, hang on, where did these two random stocks come from? And I have no idea what's going on. And so I bought, I bought a position in Formula One last year. Not a huge amount, but like obviously... I mean, not obviously for anyone who doesn't know me personally, but I'm a massive Drive to Survive fan. I've read that Warren Buffett had bought into it and I just thought it was a good idea to back my interests. So I've got FWONA, that's the ticker for Formula One. Yeah, and and the company isn't called Formula One. It's called Liberty Media Corp Series A. Um, But yeah, they, they own Formula One. I knew it had a confusing structure because I listened to our summer series episode on it. So I knew that I was buying the one that's responsible for the Formula One and that kind of stuff. But then when I logged in, I had $4.11 of a company called BATRK and $5.18 of another one, LLYVA. And I guess this is kind of my responsibility for not having paid attention to any of their company announcements. But I just was like, what on earth has happened? And now what do I do with these two random stocks? So yeah, that's basically what I want to workshop today. Nice. Well, first of all, we need to be clear to you, Sasha, and to everyone listening that everything we talk about is general (laughs) advice only and not personal (laughs) advice. And whilst we are licensed, uh, we're not aware of your personal financial circumstances and Sasha, to the extent that we are aware of yours, uh, we're not going to talk about them. We're just going to talk about the companies. Um, so I think let's start with what all these codes mean. Because yeah. we're talking about perhaps the most confusing corporate structure, at least in America. Europe has some doozies over there as well. Firstly, if you want to deep dive on this, 
go back to our summer series from True. last year. True. We did a deep dive with Andrew Brown on all things Liberty Media and the fascinating story behind it and the founder. But let's clarify a few things here. So let's start with the stock ticket that you have in your portfolio. Well, you have all three, but the main one there, Sasha, which is F1A or F-W-O-N-A. It is the Liberty Media Corp Series A stock. To confuse things, there is also F1B and F1K. So three different classes of shares. You've got Series A. We all love Series A. And it is the company that owns Formula One. Do we all love Series A? Yeah, love Series A. <laughs> Series A, Berkshire, <laughs> Series A, Microsoft, uh, Alphabet. You want the Series A. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, so There is no logic behind <laughs> yeah, that. Okay, okay. <laughs> so then, Sasha, you said you had a look and you saw two others. You had Bat RK, Batter K. It's yeah, Batter K. K. Yeah, so... I don't know. It's the Atlanta Braves holding company. Now, the Atlanta Braves are a major league baseball team. And so, this company uh, owns the Atlanta Braves baseball team. So, congratulations. You're an owner of the Atlanta Braves. Because <laughs> okay. I'm famous for my sporting prowess. Now, I own a baseball team. Yes. Cool, cool. Next minute, Sasha's wearing an uh, Atlanta Braves hoodie to yeah. the office. <laughs> um, and so, similarly, they also have a Series A and B stock. So, there's the Batter RK, Batter a and batter B. And then finally, there's the LLYVA, and that's the Liberty Media Liberty Live company. Now, they are a company for Liberty Media's 30% ownership stake in Live Nation, and Live Nation own Ticketmaster and Live Nation, which is a touring company. You might see that they would have um, partnered with Taylor Swift and the like to tour these big acts. So you're a part owner of that. And similarly, they also have subclasses of stock, um, liver A, liver B, and liver K. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so let's, let's take a deep breath because this story gets even more confusing. But let's talk about Liberty Media. So um, uh, owned by, well, controlled by John C. Malone, who's like a big, big billionaire, uh, came up in cable TV, was the CEO of TCI for about 23 years. And then through a number of corporate actions, he he ended up controlling this company called Liberty Media. Rather than just having one stock ticker and just one company and being a conglomerate, they control all these different companies, but split them out and then split each company they have control of into three different share classes as well. So that's why it's so confusing. But essentially, Liberty Media own the Formula One. They own the Atlanta Braves. They have a 30% stake in Live Nation. And then they also own Sirius XM, which is like a... Well, they have a major stake in Sirius XM, which is a digital radio platform. And so you can buy all of them separately. You can't buy Liberty Media, the parent company. Like that's not listed. It's not which, up for grabs. Which makes it even more confusing. But... This is just the current structure. And um, over time, Liberty Media buys and sells companies. And then they also like um, uh, join together and split out different companies. And so, Sasha, to get back to your original question, which is why the hell do I own part of uh, the Atlanta Braves and Liberty Media? It's because you already did have an ownership stake in these through your Formula One. Mm. Um and, ra and now Liberty 
are splitting those out into separate companies. So it's not like I've been paid dividends in the form of another company. They've actually decided to split these out. Give me my my share owning as a separate title. So just like Woolworths, they merged Endeavor Group. And if you owned Woolworths, you then got shares in Endeavor. This is... Mm -hmm. um, this is John Malone and his team splitting out the Atlanta Braves into a separate holding company and splitting out Liberty Media, well, their ownership stake in Live Nation into Liberty Live. Mm-hmm. So I guess like the, the, the obvious question before we get into like what you do is like, why do they do this? It usually nets, this is just my assumption, well, probably historically it shows it as well, but it usually nets in a better valuation um, and company performance from a shareholder point of view for each of the individual companies. We even spoke about this last week when it comes to splitting up some of the big tech companies. Yeah, You might find that now the Atlanta Braves as a separate holding company from a shareholder returns point of view is, is better off being separate than if it was still tied up in Liberty Media. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you've got a, if you've got a great asset, you don't want it diluted in a big conglomerate. And then similarly, if you've got a dog of an asset, you don't don't want want it dragging down the... Which is why Wes Farmers got rid of Coles. Dog (laughs) dog, dog of an asset. They wanted to keep Bunnings. It it honestly could be why they split out uh, Live Nation because Live Nation is seen as a monopoly on ticketing and touring. Everyone hates Ticketmaster and there's probably going to be some regulatory moves to split them up or to control them in different ways and... It might be like, let's just, let's get them away from Formula One. Mm, yeah. Mm. So I guess the question is, Sasha, what are you going to do with them? Well, I guess now you've clarified that because the whole thesis of me buying it was for Formula One. Obviously, I know nothing about baseball <laughs> and <laughs> and definitely I have like, as a Taylor Swift fan, I have pretty strong feelings about Ticketmaster and Live Nation and we did a dive episode on it and stuff and like, I'm not 100% sold on the direction that's going in. So just makes it clearer to me that, yeah, the core of my thesis is kind of, I don't want to say purer, but it's kind of like the reason I bought into FWONA was for Formula One. And now it's like more Formula One. So it's kind of okay for me. But now I just have these random, I guess the point was, is this going to happen again? Or do I need to leave them there? And will it top up again? But if they've split off as completely different companies, then I might as well just sell it and like think about where I'm going to put my tenderless somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think if you do sell it, just be mindful of the cost base that you claim because, you know, you bought um, Formula One and now it's been split into three companies. So make sure you talk to your accountant about the way that you claim the capital gains uh, or capital loss. Um, but anyway, we're not here to give tax advice. Uh, <laughs> the one thing to know about the Atlanta Braves is they're pretty good. So they actually they actually topped the National League, uh, which is their conference, and they lost in the playoffs. But um, but baseball overall is a sinking ship. Is it? Absolutely. Yeah. What's that oh. based on? Um, I'll, I'll try and dig up a chart. It's fascinating. It just shows like TV audience, in game, at game audience is just like almost at rock bottom and it's been a slide for the last decade. Doesn't doesn't surprise me. They need one of their stars to date America's favourite pop star and then maybe (laughs) it would change. (laughs) (laughs) True, true, true. So the the macro tailwinds, I think, behind baseball are not favourable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to close out this conversation around anti-conglomerates because that's kind of what um, 
Liberty Media is, rather than being a a company that builds a big empire and, and gets bigger and bigger. Um, they split these companies out, give investors choice if they want to hold or sell different parts of the empire. My stock of the year last year, IAC. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is my. It's another example of an anti-conglomerate, and I think it's the best example of what these can become you have to believe in management and you have to believe in the assets and there's certainly some dogs of assets that come out of these companies but iac when barry diller took over in 1995 it was known as silver king uh it was trading at 39 dollars a share if we had bought 10 shares of iac in 1995 and held until the end of 2021 those 10 shares of IAC would have turned into, well, you'd still have the 10 original shares of IAC. You'd have 10 shares of Expedia, four shares of QVC, five and a half shares of Live Nation, 0.6 shares of Lending Tree, 21 and a half shares of Match Group, 10 shares of TripAdvisor, 6.6 shares of Marriott Vacations, and $59 in cash from an acquisition of Interval Leisure. And so all of that rolled up uh, at the end of 2021 would have been worth uh, $7,170, which was a 12% compound annual return from what you invested in 1995, which outperformed the S&P 500, which did 7%. It also outperformed Berkshire Hathaway, which did 10%. So like, it's an interesting, if you find the right company, it can be an interesting investing strategy these anti-conglomerates which just like spit out shares of different companies in different industries with different prospects and then they keep keep doing it over and over again um berkshire should do it now that i think about it well berkshire is the complete opposite it's the roll up build the empire yeah yeah yeah, they're the conglomerate yeah Yeah. anyway thank you sasha so did we actually (laughs) answer your question sasha yeah yeah i just feel like a little underwhelmed with the fact that it's ten dollars and then you say that thing of like, oh, well, you know, if you hold it, this will roll out and this will roll out. So I'm just going to kind of give it some thought as to. But I think you've got to be careful. Like they'll only roll out what they have. Like, yeah, it's not like Liberty Media is just going to keep spitting out companies. It's uh, it only. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they'll and, roll out the F1 yeah. in Albert Park and that'll be its own yeah, company. Yeah. And, and that interactive court story was like 26 years in the making. Yeah. 1995 to 2021 yeah yeah Yeah. but i mean formula formula the story of formula one like that's the story yes yeah like that's the liberty media i think what you said sasha is probably the right a good vibe which is you bought it for the f1 yeah i just think that like you know they've just opened like what three new races in the u.s you know drive to survive like maybe the show will start waning because it's already starting to get a bit ridiculous but you know, the number of fans that it's brought to the sport. And I went to the F1 this year in Melbourne and the money you spend mm. just there for the day, if that's happening all over the world, yeah, yeah it feels like a good story to me. I think, I think there's more – so I don't own Formula 1. I've certainly thought about owning it. But I think there's more sustainable tailwinds than um, just the drive to survive sugar hit. Um, sugar hit might be a bit pejorative but the guy that used to own formula one um eccleston what's his name bernie eccleston yeah 
he just he hated social media and he refused to let any of the teams or any of the drivers share any clips on social media because it was like the F1's intellectual property. Mm. And even just the fact that Liberty are like, we want you to be front and center. We want these clips in the zeitgeist. Like even stuff like that, just engaging with mm. audiences as they should. Like we'll bring so many fans beyond Drive to Survive and stuff like that. Just an openness to to recognize that sport is entertainment and to lean into that rather than to like gatekeep it as some, I don't know, old school motor racing club. Yeah. But I should say before I go, I have hogged the listener spot today. So if you want to come <laughs> on the show and talk to the guys, then send us an email at ask at equitymates.com because yeah, I'd love to have someone talk to you next week. Well, thank you so much, Sasha. And yes, please, if you want to ask a question, reach out. We'd love to have you on the show. But Ren, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Plenty going on in markets. As always, so it's much. great to chat. And we will pick it up tomorrow. Very exciting news. We're trialing a new show format, Buy, Hold, Sell with Adam Kiley from Comedian V Economist. He's sitting down with Adam Dawes to go through some of the stocks on Adam's list that are a buy, hold, sell. It's an awesome episode. So make sure you tune in. Don't miss it. Yeah. So we're doing six weeks of uh, buy, hold and sell. It will be coming out every Tuesday on the Equity Mates feed. Um, and we want to get your opinions. We want to know if this is a uh, content type that you like, um, how you would do it differently, uh, and if we should keep doing it. If you guys love it, um, we will probably... We'll do a Liberty Media and spin it off. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say we'll create an o- its own podcast feed, but maybe you and I'll take a day off or something. <laughs> that actually be really good. Or we just keep releasing it on Tuesday on Equity Mates. Everything's up for discussion. We want you guys to help us make these decisions. So give it the first episode a listen tomorrow. It'll be then out on the next five Tuesdays after that. But the content train doesn't stop. We'll be then back in your feed on Thursday. Bryce and I are sitting down with Ellie Fordham for our latest Ask and Advisor episode. Another big week of content here at Equity Mates. Love it. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 